What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Week zero college football season is here. It is Friday, August 25th, the eve of week zero college football season. A couple games tomorrow, Vanderbilt, Hawaii, Notre Dame, Navy, uh, two games of interest. Of course, we've got FIU and Law Tech. A couple other, uh, you know, decent games to get the appetite wet, get the appetizers in the oven a little bit. Uh, but today on the podcast, we're going to be talking all things Southeastern Conference uh, football with Chris Lee from VandySports.com and also 14 Southeastern uh, as well. Chris Lee is a, a great man and a good friend of mine and really always a privilege and an honor to talk Southeastern Conference athletics with him. Uh, Chris covers it all. He covers Vandy, covers the Southeastern Conference, and they're 14 Southeastern. They cover the Southeastern Conference unlike any other. really is a truly remarkable thing. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com. Podcast host, The Mitch Davis Show. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Also, check out the website, The Mitch Davis Show.com. Instagram and Facebook at The Mitch Davis Show and on YouTube as well, The Mitch Davis Show. And if you're listening to the podcast, find the podcast wherever you like to digest your podcast by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. Thank you so much for listening, and a big thank you to Chris Lee from 14 Southeastern and VandySports.com for coming on the Mitch Davis Show today to talk Southeastern Conference football ahead of Week Zero. I am joined now by a good friend of mine from Southeastern14.com, Chris Lee, Vanderbilt Commodore fan and media member. Chris, welcome on the Mitch Davis Show. How are you doing? How excited are you for Week Zero? Hey Mitch, uh, thank thanks for having me. Clarification: cut cover Vandy. Uh, don't do it as a fan, but uh, yes. Um, although I did grow up in this area, going to games, uh, but yes, um, very excited. I mean, it, it's been fun to recycle the same half dozen topics ad nauseum this summer. But I'm ready for football. Let's talk about this week zero, and obviously we'll talk about the rest of the Southeastern Conference. But I want to ask you about Vanderbilt, Hawaii. What do you expect to see out of the Commodores? How excited are you uh, kind of leading up to this week zero to watch Vanderbilt play? Well, I got to see a lot of their camp. They had 20 practices. All of them were open. I got to see probably 15 to 16. Uh, and so we got to see everything. I, I kept a, a 3D depth chart and all kinds of stuff because that's that's how much access we got. But Mitch, this is a much better team. I said this this week. I think if I were making – this team play last year's team and setting a line, I would probably put it about six points for this year's team. Uh, I think they are much better. I think that you can see the athleticism, the depth getting better. This is still a team that, that may be lacking the superstar power of the upper echelon teams and, and probably some depth and some other things. And they've got questions. I want to see if they've got enough at corner. Uh, I didn't see questions get answered to my satisfaction there all the time. I if I've got some questions about their running room, I, I, their running back room. I think they think it's better than I think it is, uh, but I don't think it's in upper half of the league room. But that said, I think they're going to surprise some people in some areas. I think their wide receiver room is really good. I think the freshmen they're bringing in are, are better first month on campus than what they brought in in a while. I think this is a program that's heading in the right direction. Uh, now it's just time to see what the school board says at the end of November. 
Let me ask you about Coach Clark Lee, and you were at SEC Media Days, and I was watching from home, but it really seems like he kind of won over the not only the Vanderbilt fan base, but the Southeastern Conference as well. Talk about his vision for Vanderbilt football. Well, his, his vision is grounded in reality, and it's also grounded in, in a knowing that there's more support there than perceived. I know that the jokes have been made about the stadium, and you know somebody started the thing about they were going to play at a high school stadium this year, which was kind of believable given Vanderbilt's history, but also not true. Uh, they're in the midst of spending, some people think, close to about a billion dollars on athletics investment, and I think you know, probably half of that or more is going to go to football. So he knows he's got administrative support, which no coach in a lifetime has had. Um, you know, he's played there. He knows where the landmines are. He he knows they're not going to go head to head with Georgia and Alabama and, and win on five star recruits, but they can be strategic about getting better players in, getting athletes to get overlooked. And again, I think they've done a tremendous job of that, just watching those kids on the field. And, and seeing how, compared to past fall camps, they are so much more athletic and deep than they've been before. And I'll give you another example. They've got 115 players on this team. His first team was 94. They're getting in more preferred walk-ons with the help of admissions. Some of those kids you're going to see play. They, they look more like scholarship players rather than guys that just, you know, fell out of bed and went to a walk-on tryout and are there because they need bodies, which has been the case in the past. So I'd see a lot of things to me that are pointing in a, in a better direction. Now, look, the problem is you've got all the other things in college football. You've got the NIL. They're behind on that, although maybe catching up a little bit. You, you've got the, the conference realignment. I think their future in the sport long-term is very questionable given the dynamics of the landscape. But in terms of what they can control right now about making the product better, I see a lot of things that I like there. Staying in the SEC East, I want to ask you about Kentucky uh, and Coach Mark Stoops. And obviously a lot of excitement around the the transfer quarterback and Ray Davis from Vanderbilt. Talk about what your expectations are for Mark Stoops and his Wildcats uh, heading into this 23rd season. Yeah, Mitch, they're an interesting team. Liam Cohen comes back. They've got three really good receivers. They got Ray Davis from Vanderbilt, who transferred, who I think replaces Chris Rodriguez. Now, I will I will warn Kentucky fans, he's not the explosive back that, that you're used to. Uh, but he is a grinder. He's good three, four yards, a carry guy. You would think their offensive line will be better because it can't be worse. Uh, you've got potentially the best quarterback in the league. Um, in, in Devin Leary, potentially that, that's probably a strong statement, but if he's healthy and playing well, uh, then, then he's really, really, really good, especially with some of the weapons around him at receiver. Um, you know, I, I think defense or Brett's always been buttered there. It's not a star studded group in a lot of ways, but it, it's a group that allowed, I think what, 19, 20 points a game last year ago, which is pretty good. And Mark Stoops has always been a defense first guy. They always have players there. To me, it's a question of team chemistry. They relied heavily on transfers. Sometimes that goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. But I think if the parts come together like they're capable, uh, there may be the third best team in, in, in the East. And I don't think they're going to challenge Tennessee for two. But, but I wouldn't totally put it off the table if everything goes well. You mentioned the volunteers, and obviously they're having to replace – Hendon Hooker, and and off of that really impressive Orange Bowl uh, championship uh, team and wins over Alabama and LSU. Talk about that Tennessee team. What are you hearing about Joe Milton? You know, obviously we all know the background, um, you know, at UCF, Michigan. Talk about Joe Milton. What do you expect to see out of this volunteer teams as well? 
Well, I, I think you've hit on the key is, is what is Joe Milton? And I just don't know. Um, I, I mean, I think I know. I, I think he's more the version we saw a year ago when he threw 10 touchdowns and no interceptions, but also saw the guy, you know, throw balls over the heads of open receivers. They didn't go for picks, but but could have gone for long completions. Uh, the, the, the arm talent is there, obviously. They've got the, the much ballyhooed freshman behind him, Nico Iamaleva, in case Milton falters. Um, he's a very mature kid, very talented kid. How ready is he to play as a true freshman? I don't know. Uh, but, Mitch, I, I look around them. I, I think there are other elements of the team that, that people are sleeping on. They've got three really good running backs. Uh, th- their third guy, Dylan Sampson, led them in, in yards per carry a year ago. Um, average seven and a half. Now, look, some of that came against uh, lesser teams in garbage time, but that that was still a, a nice number. Uh, right and small were really good backs. I, I think people don't realize they actually ran the ball more than they threw it a year ago and ran it effectively. I think their defense is a little better than people think. Um, you know, the, the pass defense had some bad numbers last year. If you look at pass defense total in terms of yards allowed, but they were on the field for a ton of plays because their offense speeds up the game. I think when you look at it adjusted for sacks, they weren't as bad as people thought, even if it was ugly at times. I, I think this is a team that's got some things in other areas, but ultimately, you know, Hendon Hooker is what got them to the verge of the college football playoff a year ago by virtue of just being one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And, and I think whether Joe Milton approximates that or not uh, determines their altitude because I like a lot of the rest of what they've got. I want to ask you about quickly about Georgia, and then we're going to jump over to the SEC West. Obviously, Georgia back-to-back national champions. Are you buying the hype that Georgia will three-peat for the first time since 1936, I think, with Minnesota? If you make me say yes or no, I am. Um, but but I've got questions about it, right? I mean, we're, we're just assuming Carson Beck is, is going to plug right in and, and do what quarterbacks before him have done, uh, especially Stetson Bennett. But took Stetson Bennett a little while to, to warm up into that. Um, I think the receiver group is phenomenal when you can pull, what, the best receivers off two other SEC teams in addition to Ladd McConkey, Brock Bowers. Uh, the weapons around him are unbelievable. Their track record for offensive linemen has, has been great in recent years. They've got good running backs. You know, the, people are talking about their defenses as, as being the best ever. Uh, but this is a league where even elite teams can get tripped up, Mitch. I, I look at that trip to Knoxville where they're going to be more than a little fired up for that game. I, I don't think that's a cakewalk. I mean, I, I think this league has just gotten better. You see occasionally a team like Missouri. Gave Georgia trouble a year ago. I just think there's so many good teams in this league that if you're off your game just a little bit, um, somebody can sneak up and get you. That almost happened to them a year ago. Um, we'll wait and see uh, what they do. I mean, you, you like the talent for obvious reasons. You like the track record for obvious reasons. Uh, but I think this is a tough league, and, and I think what you're going to get week to week is going to surprise people at times, and we'll just wait and see if Georgia falls victim to that or not. Probably the toughest league in college football or the toughest division in college football, the SEC West. I want to ask you first about Mississippi State, obviously a team that was preseason pick number seven. There's been some backlash on it. You know, what do you expect to see out of Coach Arnett in this uh, 23 Mississippi State Bulldogs team? To me, the biggest question in the league, and, and here's why, okay, they're changing coordinators, they're changing head coaches, and you can't in one breath talk about how great Mike Leach was in the next breath, say, well, him him leaving is no big deal, right? Um, let's stay in a lane there and pick it. Um, 
So I, I have questions about that. I, I know that their their change of their offensive scheme will probably be, be a little bit more broken in and measured. Uh, but they're adding tight ends to the roster for the first time in a while. Haven't had that. They lost on the other side of the ball. Emmanuel Forbes, the guy that I thought was probably the best defensive player in the league a year ago. Uh, those aren't small losses, Mitch. I know they've got some some good pieces there. They've got Will Rogers, who's thrown about 14,000 passes in this league. Uh, but you look in on some things with him. He averaged, what, I think they averaged six and a half yards a completion last year or per throw. I don't remember the number exactly, but in, in terms of efficiency, I mean, they don't throw a lot of interceptions, but they weren't getting a lot of yards per throw compared to some other teams. Um, I, I worry about that a little bit. That That's a lot of moving parts. You've got a rookie head coach in a league that's only got one rookie head coach, and it's him. Um, to me, I'm looking at a league that's really strong, and I'm looking for more reasons maybe sometimes to separate teams uh, in, in terms of maybe where I have questions or whether I don't buy. State may end up being third or fourth in the West. It wouldn't completely shock me. But on the front end, we just don't know. We haven't seen them line up and play. And to me, that's a team that's got more questions than most. And so I'm a little eager to see how they handle all those things. Staying in the Magnolia State, and, and obviously Ole Miss, Quinnishaw Judkins, uh, Jackson Dart, Lane Kiffin. Uh, but I want to ask you about that Ole Miss uh, defense, uh, you know, something with Pete Golding now. You know, what are you hearing about this Ole Miss defense under Pete Golding, and what do you expect to see out of that defensive unit? Well, it sounds like they think they'll be a little bit better. People down there are impressed with him. Um, to me, it's just going to be getting third down stops. And remember a couple of years ago, they had Sam Williams, a guy that I think led the league in sacks. Um, it wasn't a great defense statistically, but it was one that made plays when it needed to. And it got Matt Carell on that offense back on the field, and that was good enough. To, to me, I don't think it's going to be probably a top half of the league unit, but if it can get third down stops, get that offense back on the field, then, then I think that's a key to their success. Whether they can do that remains to be seen. It's not a team with that's just loaded with first and second team All-SEC defenders. Uh, so I think you have to question the star power a little bit. But uh, it sounds like Pete Golding's done a fairly good job down there. Uh, you don't get to be defensive coordinator at Alabama for a few years if, if you're just chopped liver. So just the, the coordinator switch there, uh, could be a little bit of an upgrade for them. want to head on over to uh, Alabama, and obviously I want to talk about the Crimson Tide, but I want to ask about Auburn. Uh, Coach Freeze has torn it up on the recruiting trail. Is, is this going to be a breakout, unexpected year for Auburn, or are you kind of expecting Auburn to remain where they were last year, but just a tad bit better? You know, I, I said the team where I had the biggest questions was Mississippi State. I, I could easily put Auburn in there as a tie, but because I just, Mitch, I looked at their personnel last year. Um, you know, th their strength was in the running game. Their best running back is gone. Well, debatably, uh, Jarquez Hunter has got a say in that. It'll be a good back. Um, you know, they they certainly upgraded a quarterback, I think. Um, but I just looked around. I didn't see a lot of playmakers in the receiving room. Defensively, they were good in the secondary, should be again. But I didn't see that Auburn dudes in the trenches. You know, defensive tackle, it's going to be a first-round pick. Linebacker, it's going to be a first-round pick. It just wasn't that kind of team. And one of the things that got Brian Harson roundly criticized was lack of recruiting. And so when's that going to have an effect? What's well, going to have an effect right now? 
You, you saw it last year. Again, I just didn't think the talent was up to Auburn standards. But when we go to coaching, you've got a guy who's been in this league. You've got a guy that rebuilt Ole Miss at lightning speed. That team that he took over was awful. I saw them play in 2011, I think was um, the year before he got to Ole Miss. It was amazing how fast he made Ole Miss competitive with what was a very depleted roster then. I think Auburn's roster situation certainly is better than what he took it over at Ole Miss when he took over 11 or 12 years ago. Um, the league is also better. So how that all washes out, he's one of the top five offensive minds probably in college football. That's going to give them a boost. I'm just not sure if the talent is good enough, but I'll tell you this. I've said this all off season. I would rather play them the front half of the season than the back half where they get used to the system and developing guys. And so to me, uh, a lot of it, if you're looking at Auburn, is when do you play them? Because I think that can make a difference. Next up, I want to you know quickly ask you about Alabama, and then I'm going to ask you about your SEC champion after that. I want to ask you about Alabama. Obviously, there has been a ton of chatter about Dynasty being over, and I'm not buying it. It's, it's Nick Saban. I'm not buying it. But I want to ask you about this Crimson Tide team. Will this Alabama team use this as motivation and get to the college football playoffs this year? Well, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the man who invented the phrase rat poison um, is going to use that to his advantage. And if you see him on the podium anywhere and everywhere, there's more smiles than there have been in the past. And I don't know what that means. Um, I, I would tend to say if you bet against them, you're a fool. But I also look at their quarterback room. And I look at them bringing in Tyler Buckner after the spring. Um, I, I'm not super excited about the Tommy Reese hire as offensive coordinator. Uh, maybe they've got an identity they can play to that works for them, that involves being more on the ground. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe if Jalen Milrow wins the quarterback job, he's part of that too. Maybe it's just a different-looking Alabama offense. But they do have some weapons. Um, you know, Justice Haynes, we heard so much about him. He might be their third or fourth tailback. Super talented kid. Uh, the receiving room sounds like it's going to be probably a bump or two up from last year. So the, maybe the weapons are a little bit better. But you do have some questions on the offensive line. To, to me, Mitch, if, if I knew what they were getting at quarterback, I, I'd have a much better answer for you. But I think that's where everybody's got the question right now. And, and until we get that figured out, it's just hard to say and take a side definitively one way or the other. Last question I have for you. I'm going to put you on the spot like I always do on, on the preview shows. Give me your SEC champion, and will that SEC champion be a national champion? I'm going to say Georgia, and yes. Um, again, I've got questions till we see him take the field. But you know, as you start doing the mental checklist of, well, let's look here. Okay, well, they look like they're pretty good or elite. Let's look there. They look like they're elite. Um, you know, defense that speaks for itself. To, to me, it's just a Carson Beck question: Is he what they think he can be? The other thing with them, Mitch, I, I think the schedule. It's there's not a path of low resistance in the SEC, but the way Georgia has played and just been so far above so many other teams in this league, uh, you look at that schedule in some weeks, it's going to look like child's play for them. Uh, again, I'm, I'm circling a Tennessee game at year's end that that could have a lot of meaning at that point. Um, I liked them as national champion just based on the comp the, the, the combination of, of recent history of talent on the roster. Um, and the fact that, again, their, their schedule could be a whole lot worse. They got who in the West? They've got Auburn and Ole Miss. 
Um, you know, neither of those are probably predicted in most people's top three. Um, I just think so many signs point to Georgia that you kind of have to pick them until you find reason not to. He is Chris Lee. Tell them where they can find all of y'all's uh, amazing work there, y'all's website and everywhere else that you do a lot of work at. Yeah, the, the Vandy stuff, VandySports.com. Uh, I've run that for 20 years. That's the rival site. I spend more of my time at Southeastern 14 these days. You can go to YouTube and search Southeastern 14. We just went over 10,000 subscribers. We've really only been running that channel full-time for a little bit over a year. Uh, so people have liked what they found. What we do there, Mitch, I always say, if you want to find out more about your team, go to your local beat writer. He's going to know more about Auburn or LSU or Mississippi State than I am. But if you want a pretty good landing spot to know what is going on at all 14 spots in football, baseball, and basketball, I think we do as good a job as anybody out there. So go check out that YouTube channel. We're launching an experimental daily show literally today. We'll literally be doing this within about an hour of when we end this broadcast as we're recording it. If it goes well, that's going to be a fixture on our channel. We're going to have a former SEC player who's playing in this league a year ago who's going to be joining us on that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're looking for SEC content in one spot in those big three sports, uh, I think you'll like what you'll find. I will say for a plug for y'all, I really enjoy what you and Blake do. Uh, Blake Lovell is, if anybody doesn't know, Blake Lovell is like the mastermind of SEC oh. basketball. He is, <laughs> I, I, I've met my match when it comes to Blake Lovell and SEC basketball. That dude is, dude is pretty hardworking. But Chris, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis show. It's always an honor. Uh, look forward to chatting with you later in the season. Hey, thank you, Mitch. Appreciate you having me on. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. Very special thank you to all those who listen to the podcast. An exclusive thank you to our guest today, Chris Lee, for coming on the podcast today to talk all things Southeastern Conference football. A lot of excitement is in the air as Week Zero uh, comes in like a long-lost friend and kind of warms up the appetizers for a really fantastic 2023 SEC football season. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook and Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show. Also check out the YouTube page, the Mitch Davis Show on there as well. And you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and a thank you to Chris Lee for coming on the podcast today from 14 Southeastern and VandySports.com to talk all things Southeastern Conference football. Thank you so much. Enjoy the football this weekend. It's back, baby.